This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon, Julian Campbell here. Thank you once again for joining me. We're having another great show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we're going to be looking at our business tips. Today, we're going to look at some short little ideas that might work in your business. We're also talking with John Cayley from our sponsors, the Lake Macquarie Business Centre, about what is the real profile of your customer and how can we focus in on that customer. But right now we're talking with Pete de Jong from the Diamond Group about a new telephone system for your business. Good afternoon, Pete. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you going? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I suppose technology is moving very fast, but a lot of us have... uh, have got our telephone systems in place, why would we want to consider a new one? Well, an effective, efficient communication system really is crucial uh, to any business. Now, any phone system over 10 years old, it's probably what we call redundant. And what that means is that it's out of warranty, which means you can't get new parts. Again, there's no warranty on the parts. Uh, you, you only get recycled and second-hand parts. So what that means is when there is a problem, it can be costly to, to repair. But the real cost is in the reduced productivity of an old system. Mm. Now, the way a new phone system can help your productivity is that, um, is that the older-style systems, even a, a phone system that's five years old, simply they don't have the features that match contemporary business realities. And what I mean by that is that the way business is moving nowadays, the, the key word here is mobility. The modern workforce is on the move. People are working from home. They're working in non-office locations, non-office environments. People are on the road. Um, you might have branch offices where people are travelling to different offices to work from. Uh, so what you need is a phone system that allows all of your employees to effectively be uh, connected to one another and connected to their customers in a way that, as far as the customer is concerned, doesn't suggest that they're anywhere else other than in an office. So mm. with contemporary phone systems, you can create um, a, a virtual office, if you like, that allows you that mobility. And it, in a very practical way, for example, you might have a business where you're contemplating um, you're, you're contemplating taking on some more, uh, renting some more space in your premises. Why do that when you can, for example, have people work from home or work in a non-office environment? You don't have to subject yourself to a lengthy lease, Where, uh, particularly when things are a little bit shaky. You might say, mm. okay, well, let's not do that. Let's work from home or work from another environment that doesn't require us having to take out additional office space, for example. That's sort of a very practical way in which it can save you money. But the sort of features that a modern phone system has are things like automatic attendant, which are these voice prompts which lead you to where you want to go without the necessity of an operator having to be there. Not, not everybody's cup of tea. I was just going to say, do people really like that? It depends on the sort of business you have. You know, like we don't want to be like one of these major corporations where you can spend 20 minutes just working your way through the menu. Yes. But it's a very useful device. Um, features like mobile twinning, which means you can be out of the office, your phone, your desk phone rings, and your mobile rings at the same time. So you can, you can pick up that call, and to all intents and purposes, you are in the office. Voicemail, for example, that notifies you of the call. Not, it doesn't just leave a message on your voicemail and your phone in the office, but it can send you an email, it can send you a text. So again, it's all about staying in touch. Soft phones on your laptop. Now, soft phones um, 
um, IP phones that mean you can use your laptop, you can use that in a wireless environment, and the phone is literally on your laptop. You have a little headset that you plug into your telephone, you, you, uh, sorry, into your laptop. Um, you can, you're linked into your, um, your switchboard at work, into all the extensions at work. It's as if you are at work and you could be sit- sitting on a beach in Bali. Mm. But so you're totally mobile, but totally in, in touch. And only a, a modern phone system can do that. An older system can't do that. So again, it's, a, it's, a, it's around these ideas of mobility, productivity um, and then there's also a very pragmatic benefit to uh, the newer phone systems and that is because of those sort of features that I just mentioned you can create a centralized operation of your phone system so you may have a couple of offices in different um, different parts of the, the, the town or the, the state whatever and you may have a receptionist at each one of those in each one of those locations through centralised operation of your phone system, one operator can take care of all incoming calls and route Mm. those through to your different offices so that you can then redeploy those people that might have been carrying out that function in your branch office. You can redeploy those into more productive areas of your business because, let's face it, it's not particularly productive just sitting there being a traffic cop for phone calls. So the, the phone systems themselves take care of all that for you. And uh, also we've got uh, voice over the internet these days, over VoIP, is it cool? That's right. VoIP um, is the buzzword at the moment and a lot of those features that I've been talking about are predicated on the use of of VoIP. Um, Again, one needs to approach that with caution because it's like any any solution, a phone solution uh, or any kind of technical technological solution for your business, you need to make sure that you've got the right solution for your particular circumstance. Mm. Certainly, VoIP is, um, has the potential to save you a lot of call costs because you're just using, utilising the, um, the internet for your communications rather than the phone lines. And of course, let's not forget the pennies from Kevin. If you purchase a phone call, if you purchase a new phone system for your business before the 30th of June, there's a 30% tax rebate. Um, An additional 30%. Yeah. Now, obviously, you need to talk to your accountant about that, but that's a fantastic um, incentive to update your equipment. So I guess the short story is if you have an old-fashioned system or an old system that's over five or ten years old, while it may be uh, functional in that you can take and make calls, the question you have to ask yourself is, by updating my phone system, can I become more productive? Can I utilise my people better? Can I keep them uh, in touch more efficiently and effectively? And now's a really great time to do it because Kevin wants to give you 30% of the purchase price back. Does all this mean that we've got to change, firstly, our thinking and the way we do business and also our customers, clients' thinking? I think that's a fantastic point that um, one of the things about this economic situation we're in is that people need to reconsider how they do business and and a knee-jerk reaction is don't spend money on anything i would Mm. suggest that the thing to do is think carefully about where you do spend your money because Mm. by sowing the seeds by investing at this point in time you're actually investing in the future of your business when we come out of this which we surely will and those those businesses that have done the hard yards and had a good hard think about how they can utilize technology to not only get them through this particular situation, but to propel them into the next um, in, into the next era, they're the businesses that are really going to reap the rewards. And 
a phone system is one of those mm. very critical elements in your business that you should have a good hard look at and I've got to put a plug in for Kevin again. That 30% is yeah. pretty attractive. <laughs> but, I mean, you made the comment about uh, getting our staff to work from home rather than uh, um, leasing other pro- premises. Uh, that's still a hurdle for a lot of uh, employers to get over. You know, someone working at home, are they really going to be working? Mm. They're going to be goofing off. And so it's not just the, the concept of uh, the phone system being able to help them, but also the uh, the overall idea of uh, people working at home. There needs to be a cultural yeah. change as well. And again, these solutions I'm suggesting are obviously are not for every business, no. but for a certain... Uh, I think it requires a business of a certain level of maturity to be able to to, to take these ideas on. But it's happening. These aren't things I'm just making up. These are things that are happening. And the, all I would say is have a think about that and how that might impact on your business and how that could, in fact, benefit your business. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for your time again, Pete. My pleasure. We'll talk about another subject next time. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. For now. Pete DeJong there from the Diamond Group. Yes, technology is moving very, very fast. Uh, Telephone systems is one of the areas that it's moving in. Is that something that uh, you might be able to benefit from in your business? Have a think about it. Maybe uh, you can save costs in some areas. And, of course, uh, as mentioned there, that extra 30% uh, on depreciation from uh, from, uh, Kevin uh, could be of value, not only just for your phone system, but, of course, any other uh, capital expenditure that you might be wanting to make in your business. You're listening to 2NURFM 103.7, Business, the Law and You. Time to talk to John Cayley now from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre about what is the profile of your customer. Good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm well. You're comfortably down in Sydney today. I am. Just been doing a workshop with the Minister for Small Business, Craig Emerson. As long as you bring some good stuff back to Newcastle, that's great. I will. Or Lake Lake Macquarie, Macquarie. I should say. That's better. (laughs) So uh, uh, what is the profile of your customer? Why is that important and what are we talking about here? Okay. The end result is is that you've you've got to get to a customer that uh, has a need for whatever you're supplying, whether it be a service or a product. I think as you and I have discussed before, 90% of the people out there in the marketplace don't want or need what you may be offering. Mm. So if you can identify who your ideal customer is, and profile them, you will then be able to really target the people who have a want or need and are interested in what you're talking about. Mm. So you're not you're not wasting the time of people who don't have the want or need. And you're not wasting your money either, are you? That's exactly right, yeah. So, so how would we go about uh, profiling our customer? Well, you look historically at the types of businesses or, or people that have purchased whatever it is that you may be selling. Uh, an example of one that we did just recently, which is I think is a really good one, uh, is that we were wanting to establish who we were going to target for our uh, Certificate for in Human Resources mm. uh, accredited training course. So we thought, who, who's got a need? Who are they? And when, when we went through and, and discussed it and, and nailed it all, what we ended up with was that it was an administration manager in a company that was had uh, five or more employees. The person was most likely a female. The business itself had money. The age of the person was, say, between 25 and 50. And there were several other criteria that we established. What we were then able to do was to develop marketing that targeted 
the persons within those organisations. You know, mm. one of the other criteria is, is, are they complying with all the industrial relations laws? Mm. Uh, you know, and you know they may not know whether they are, and that, that question is, do you know whether you are? That type of thing, uh, you know, when when you employ somebody, are you getting your contract right, the employment contract right? Do you know whether they should be employed under an award or an enterprise agreement or whatever? You know, mm. how do you establish all that sort of stuff? So you would have gone around finding first of all companies of a certain size which you could have done through Hunter Valley Research Foundation or those sorts of things and then rung them up and find out who their administration people were? That's right. Is that how Yes, well in, in fact what we did was we bought a list of companies okay. above us, you know. And certain we, we size. To the, yeah, list people, we said here's the criteria that we want. And they gave us a list and there's a list of 1,200 names of, of contacts and companies that fitted that profile. Mm-hmm. So we then had a look at those types of companies and then we, you know, we, we cut that down. You know, for example, a good prospect here is a manufacturing type company, mm-hmm. uh, a uh, company in the trades that's got more than five employees. That type of company really started to fit our profile. So once we got down to that level, we then started establishing who the people were within the organisation and, and uh, were able to very quickly determine whether they had uh, expertise in the field or not and whether this would add value to them. Yeah. So we're really able to target the right person. You know? so, so a bit of planning beforehand can save you a lot of uh, time and effort and money, can't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's really important to do it. Mm. Well done. Well, thanks very much for that, uh, John. Um, you do, and continue on with your discussions with the Minister and we'll talk with you next week about uh, some business ideas that might suit retirees. Terrific. Thank you very much. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Bye-bye. John Cayley there from the Lake Macquarie Business Centre. Do you know the profile of your customer? Can you identify them? Can you describe them? It's a great way of marketing your uh, product or service that you're trying to get through, isn't it? Well, now it's time for our business tips, and today we're having a look at uh, just some quick ideas that might help with your business. So we'll just flick through a few little pointers there. Be sure that all employees have the correct pronunciations and spellings of the names of your most important customers and clients. Make certain your secretary and receptionist know of any hard-to-pronounce or hard-to-spell names, because names are just so important to people. Next one, be positive when callers ask about your organisation's operating hours. Instead of saying, we close at 6pm, say, we are open until 6pm. Another little thought, use a black felt-tip pen with a medium point to sign a letter or memo that will be photocopied, because you get a bold, clear signature that reproduces well. And while we're talking about photocopying, when photocopying a long article or proposal, start with the last page first. That way, when you've finished, both the original and the copy will be in the correct page order. When introducing new office equipment, have training specialists come in over a period of days to show your employees how to use it. Lessons over an extended period, as opposed to a one-day session, will build confidence as employees have a chance to use the equipment and then ask questions. So important with this technology these days that people really understand and fully use the equipment that you've just paid lots of dollars for. Another point is to use the back of new acquaintances' business cards to record important points about your first meeting. Things such as the date, 
where you've met them, mutual friends, topics you discussed. And then when you look back at the uh, business card, you have a good memory jogger for future contacts with those people. For companies that do business in built-up areas, consider putting the logo or sales slogan on the roof of the company vehicles as well because people in high-rise office buildings will see the information. In fact, uh, Pizza Palace in Chicago believe this simple ploy increased their sales by 5%. Another point, when you both... When you put both your phone and fax numbers on a business card or literature, print your phone number in the bold type. The bold uh, face number will catch the reader's eye more readily and reduce the chance of people making a mistake by calling the fax numbers. Just a final tip here. The five most effective selling statements a salesperson can say to a customer, I'll take care of that for you. I'll take full responsibility. We want your business. Thank you for thinking of us. Consider it done. Of course, the ultimate key to success is not just saying these words, but of course backing them up with action. There's just a few little tips that uh, might help build your business in the future. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. We talked about... uh, the uh, wonderful developments going on in telephone systems these days and uh, things that you can do to reduce costs uh, by putting in new systems. We've also talked about the importance of your customer and the profile of your customer and how you can identify and obviously reduce costs to reach those. Just a couple of reminders of things that are going on during the week. Uh, In the Hunter, the uh, Hunter Export Centre has a uh, an export workshop event called Exporting Australian Services Workshop being held on Tuesday the 5th of May from 8am in the morning to 1.30pm in the Newcastle at the uh, New South Wales Department of State and Regional Development and the Hunter and Trade and Investment Centre. If you want more information on that, you need to uh, contact the Hunter Export Centre on 49087333. Also, uh, we've spoken about this program before, but the uh, Women in Business Mentor Program is due to start any moment now. And uh, for uh, the ladies who have been in business for six months to two years, um, this is a six-month program will assist the uh, emerging business owners to grow their business by linking them with experienced mentors and also there is uh, business skills workshops included. So a fantastic program sponsored by the Department of State and Regional Development so uh, the costs are are reduced because of that subsidy. If you're interested, give the Hunter Business Centre a call on 4925-7700. Next week we'll discuss some business ideas that may suit retirees with John Cayley from our sponsors. We're also going to examine what makes a successful business and we'll look at some more of those little quick business ideas that work. I'd love your company again next Thursday at the same time for Business, the Law and You. Remember, focus your passion on your vision. <laughs>